Rid it, dit to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is when Thursday, sorry, January 3rd, and you'll be hearing this on Friday. I'm Caleb Mitchell. Joining me, Landon Raby. Guys, it is, we're back officially, kind of, from uh, Christmas break. SEC play starts for us on Saturday. I am pumped for an SEC championship run. One of my friends told me today that he bought SEC tournament championship tickets, like just the championship. He's like, I just put faith in him. He's like, I want to see Tennessee. I've never seen him win a, like any kind of championship. And I'm like, I kind of have. I saw him win the split one with Auburn against Georgia, but that's it. That's kind of scary, too. Yeah. To just like put faith in Tennessee. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> well, and he said they were like, he said they weren't too bad because I said the, I looked at the, SEC tournament, I think you did too, and they were like four hundred dollars. I was like, um, yeah. who does that? Like, who's like, yep, we're gonna get that. And so I definitely wasn't doing that. But if the like just the Sunday Saturday whenever it's played, tickets are you know decently priced. That may be something I do. Yeah, you know, I, I don't, and we'll get into resolutions because that's kind of one of my resolutions. Um, we'll get into that, but yeah, just to get to see first off any team or any game that Tennessee's participating in. I enjoy at least for a little while until they lose. Um, and then afterwards, I usually enjoy, depending on what city it's in. Um, so definitely, like, I mean, it would be fun to go to. It's in Nashville, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it would be fun to go to at least. But, did yeah. He, but, did but, he tell you how much it was? He didn't tell me. He, I think his dad bought them, but, like, they okay. looked at him and weren't. Right. His dad was willing to spend them out. So. Yeah. Um, he was not willing to spend the 400 I think they even looked at like the Saturday-Sunday tickets or Friday-Saturday tickets, whatever it is, and those were even ridiculous because of it's multiple games. So they're like, no. Like, we'll just put faith in the championship. <laughs> yeah. That's tough. And speaking of faith, I'm looking at our ESPN RPI. Yeah. Um, or I don't know what it'd be called. Is it RPI? Yes. Okay. So the RPI has us uh, at a 92.2% chance to win, and I'm still not buying it. That, like, I, there's just like this small Tennessee fan hidden somewhere inside of me that no matter how good we are is like, we could lose this game. Oh, yeah. Like the Tech game, I think I even said it. Like, hopefully we win. <laughs> I mean, nothing nothing surprises me anymore. Absolutely not. Um, And we're way – we outmatch Georgia quite a bit. Um, And I still just – I don't know. It scares it scares the hell out of me. We should handle them fine. Um. I mean, I think we – I don't know what the line's at. But I'm, I'm going to say we should win the – I think we will win the game by 8 to 10 points. Yeah. If not more. Yeah, we should. Um, and Georgia, they've won, I think, five of their last six. Haven't really played a ton of, you know, quality opponents in that. They played a good Arizona State team, a decent Arizona State team, and lost by two. Um, they played Clemson. Uh, earlier in the year, got blown out. Lost to Georgia, Georgia State, um, and then they lost to uh, Temple as well earlier in the year. So a team that's kind of been up and down. It looks like they've found their groove a little bit. Um, definitely a, a a better defensive team than offensive team. They are kind of even with Tennessee in blocks per game and steals per game. Um, I, I feel like their best player. I know Hammonds um, leads a team with fifteen. Points per game, but I think it, it it's Claxton, who who is the guy who 
can give Tennessee some problems. He played a good game against them last year. He's just a sophomore, 6'11", a guy that can come in um, and, and get some boards for him. He averages 10.2 rebounds per game. So if we're able to keep him off the backboard, um, you know, I, I feel like we blow them out. Yeah, and, uh, you know, this Tennessee team, I think it's weird because a lot of games we play this year, we're going to match up really nicely against everybody. Um, yeah. Where I feel like last year, and I mean, we didn't, you know, it's not that we gained anybody or lost anybody. Guys have just developed and gotten better. Um, but I feel like this year, there's not a lot of places where it's like they have a better player than us. You mentioned Claxton, who's been able to rebound. Um, that's probably, and like, but he's got to play our whole team who rebounds well. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we just have one guy that we rely on to go get the boards. Yeah. So I, I think that's encouraging. Um, and and I just think with Georgia, with him averaging 10.2 rebounds per game, we have to be able to crash the boards. Right. And we can't just you know rely on Kyle, Kyle Alexander to stand on there and out-rebound him. And, and the good thing is is this team doesn't do that. That's right. the good thing. They're, they're – uh, Everyone on that team goes and goes and gets rebounds. Um, I think our leading rebounder is actually Grant Williams right now. Yep. Um, Eight point three. So, but I mean, you've had games where Kyle Alexander's gone and got like eleven or twelve. You've had games where uh, Pons has gotten you know eight, nine, double digits. Uh, he, he's been able. You know, we've had different guys lead mm-hmm. in that category from game to game. And I think a lot of what our success is going to come down to is as we move into conference play is can Jordan Bone keep this up. I don't expect him to, you know, stay in the double doubles, but to see him at least control the offense. I don't expect him to score twenty points a game. Yeah. I don't even expect him to have ten assists a game, but you know, six assists per game. Yeah. That, I think that's reasonable for what we expect and how we move the ball. I think that's reasonable. Yeah, and especially somebody who's averaging thirty one minutes per game. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then another thing is we we talk about getting into um I found us with a seven point eight point favorite. I was close in the spread. Um, but that's not the official spread. Uh, you talked about Lamonte, or we've talked about Lamonte Turner coming back, um, and I think it is just mental for him, and he hasn't yet to practice, and that's a big thing that he's got to practice first. They're not just going to throw him in a game, right? Um, but if we can get him back, I mean, we we talk about that. We can just be so dangerous. We're missing the sixth man of the year right now, right? So, and we're still putting it on people. Yeah, um, and Rick and- Barnes has said that that you know, at times you can feel where we're missing his presence on the floor, right? I agree, and I mean, I know um, you have Schofield, but I think it would help Jordan Bone a lot to relieve some of that guard pressure from it, especially that point guard position, which Lamonte doesn't run it like Bone. And mm-hmm. but to have, you talked about him playing thirty-one minutes per game, that's probably not ideal, especially late in you know when you get into late February, March. Right, that's probably I mean, not ideal. You ask Jordan Bowden a lot when you ask him to bring the ball up the court. Yeah, you know he's not a primary ball handler. He wants he's a shooting guard. Yeah. Um, and shooting guards, you know, you know they like to dribble when they catch the ball, but they don't want to bring it up to court. Absolutely. And, Jordan, and Bowden's just not good at it either Yeah, at this point. Could he be, get better? I'm sure. Could he develop? I'm sure. Yeah. But at this he's, point in time, He's definitely improved, I thought, yeah. than last year. Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, that that just comes with time and, and doing it over and over again. So, yeah, when we get Lamonte back, I think it's going to take a lot off this team. Right. I agree, and I hope we can get him back. Someone else said it on Twitter the other day. I don't remember who. They're just this whole situation kind of sounds like they're not saying he won't come back, but they could see it happening. And I said that on Sunday. I, it's just something seems off about it. Um, a lot going on with that situation. He 
I think it was Tech. He wasn't even on the bench, or he didn't warm up with him or something. Yeah. Um, which it's he definitely had, a weird situation. He has been kind of going through some of the motions of warm ups, uh, a couple games, trying to get healthy, and uh, it's 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 tough. I'm sure when you have, I think he had surgery. Um, when you have surgery and things change, you're out of the game for a while, and then you come back. And a lot of what he his game is is, is his shoulder. I mean, he's using that shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not something that just bothers him every once in a while. Bothers him in contact. Uh, so that's tough. Yeah. But. And that hurts us, I feel like, defensively, too. You know, he's he's a good defender, and he, you know, without that extra guard, it's hard to press all game like we like to. That's true. Yeah. Um, and so you get guys, you know, coming full. If we try to press, you get guys coming in full speed, and then we're fouling a lot, and then, you know, we get in foul trouble. So that takes down that a lot, too. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. De- definitely, definitely his presence is missed on the floor, and hopefully he's able to come back and – you know, this team is able to, you know, I'm sure it's going to go through that kind of process of him, you know, finding himself on the court. Right. Um, you know, just getting used to being back out there and the team having him back out there. Yeah. Yeah, so, that'll that'll be an, another but, but change. But we need it's, it come March. It absolutely. Needs, it needs to happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that's probably something that him and Coach Barnes have talked about is – you know, we don't want to rush you back now because we need you in the long run. You know, it needs to be something that – and that's probably what, you know, Rick Barnes hadn't said that directly, but he talks about it being a mental thing and how they're they're not rushing back. That's probably part of it is, you know, this is a 30-game um, sport. You don't yeah. play – you don't play 10 games. Yeah. You know, it's hard to there, – there are guys playing banged up, but when you're when you're injured, they're, they're, you know, there is a joke about being hurt or injured, but that's kind of true, you know. Are you just banged up, or is there something really wrong with you? And clearly, something you know, the shoulder was something that was wrong. It was injured, yeah. and you know, trying to trying to fight back. And then when you're playing game after game, and you're getting banged up, and you're trying to fight through this injury that you've had, it's it's tough. And he's got to he's got to find it, make sure that specific thing's healthy. Because once you get once you play, you know, three games in a week, when you when you get in that late schedule, you're going to be banged up come game three. Right, and this team has too much to lose. Rather than, um, you know, play a guy who is the sixth man of the year and play him when he's not one hundred percent. Yeah, they they won't be fighting for to get into postseason. No. They'll be there in postseason with or without him. Right. They could use him a lot in postseason. Right. So that that'll be interesting to see for sure. We'll we'll see you guys before the Missouri game. Um, we'll talk that on Sunday uh, a little bit before that. I'm excited to go. I, th- I think whoop Conzo this year. I, I don't think. I think that's another team that. Deep down, you know, there's a place in my heart, little Tennessee fan, that says you're going to get hurt. But also, you know, a large part of me that's seen this team play, that's like, hey, we're going to whoop their ass. So, yeah, it's it's a it's a tough it's a tough place to lie, um, you know. And, and, and a good example of that is the Tennessee offense coordinator search. What's going on here? And I, I've tried to just be so reasonable about it and go, it re- you know, the crazy thing about the offense coordinator is it's not like a it's not do or die like people make it out to be. Like, how many times has a team hired an offense coordinator and gotten 1,000 times better <laughs> like we need to get? Yeah. And now, obviously, it matters a lot. Right. But it's not going to change the state of your program like a head coach would. No. Now, do I think maybe waiting a month to hire him? I thought we would see him after uh, Saturday. I thought there would be a hire Sunday or, yeah. or Monday if it was an NFL coach. Yeah. I, I really thought there would be. Um, I don't think there's a chance. I think it's obvious we're not hiring Sarkeesian now. I'm glad we – 
I don't think he would have been a terrible hire. I don't, you know, and I was thinking about this. I go, would he have been a home run hire? No. But how many home run hires have there been in, as an OC or a DC? Yeah, not a lot. Like maybe Applewhite, uh, or not Applewhite, uh, Bryles at FSU. But at the same time, he was a couple of days away from being a part of a fired staff. Yeah. So I, I think the only home run hire that was available was Kingsbury. Yeah. And he may be he, another guy who may not be there. Right. He may be going to the NFL. Yeah. So. It's tough. I mean, that's the thing about if you're a good coordinator, you're going to be wanted everywhere and maybe even wanted as a head coach. Um, and, and that's the – but, I mean, I was thinking, you know, Sarkeesian, I just don't think it's a good idea to hire someone who's been fired. Unless it was like, you know, clearly wasn't his fault and the team's just an idiot. That's different. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, if you're, it, if you're it, getting fired, you're getting fired for a reason. It's tough to spin that, you know. And, and I, look, I looked at his stats and they really weren't much different than Kyle Shanahan's when he got offered the job as a – the somebody tweeted those statistics out. Then when he got hired as the Redskins head coach, they really weren't any any different. Right. So I mean, it that's what's crazy is but before, before, like, before the head coach gets fired. Bef- on- well, before the head coach gets fired, it's going to be the OC more than likely, or whatever the group that you think failed you. Well, I mean, think about it. He did the Shanahan did a lot of that with Devontae Freeman. They didn't have Devontae Freeman this year. That's a big. That's a big key piece of that offense that I think a lot of people. Well, they scored like a hundred points less and yeah. had, was like twenty seventh in the league. And you're missing roughly your second best offensive player, I think, and I think statistics prove that too. And Devontae Freeman behind Julio Jones. Julio Jones and Matt Ryan. I think. I, I think the thing about Matt Ryan is how good is he without Julio Jones or someone to throw to out of the backfield. Same with same with someone like Drew Brees. Would he be good if he didn't have a back to throw? Like not good. He would obviously be good. Would he have these incredible seasons all the time if he didn't have a back to throw to out of the backfield? Like, think, give him the worst back in the league out of the backfield. His, I think, his numbers are down. And that, I mean, that's a we joked that Tom Brady video. His wide receivers are part of what makes him. Now, has he thrown to some crappy wide receivers and made them look good? Yeah, same for Peyton Manning. Yeah, I mean, it helped Peyton Manning. They had Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne, <laughs> but he also threw to guys like Dallas Clark who were terrible when they weren't with Peyton. Bruh, I just, I just don't like. I don't take this one season of Sarkeesian, like, I don't just look at that and be like, okay, he'd be a good or bad hire. Well, yeah, that, I mean, that's all. I was just saying the fired thing. It's hard to judge it. I just think it's a bad look. You, I think you can get guys equal to Sarkeesian who haven't been fired. Yeah, and, yeah I agree. Um, but it's just, it's just weird. Like, his whole start to where he's at now has just been a weird event. Oh, yeah, I mean, but, I mean, he's messed up along the way, and that's one of the reasons why. Yeah. Kind of like Kiffin. Like, if you look at Kiffin, like, he's had a wild ride. But he's also messed up along the way, and that's part right. of the reason why. But um, yeah, it looks like Mike Yurchich is or out Yurchich. again. Yeah. yeah, he's going to Ohio State. Oh, is he? Yep. I didn't see that. I thought he was staying in no, Oklahoma so State. No, it looks like he's going to Ohio State. Um, and then Matt Canada, it looks like we interviewed him. Um, looks like we moved on. Hmm. Nothing really came out of that. So we, we talked to him yesterday. Um the only people left that might be interested, Jim Chaney. I don't think he leaves Georgia. Yeah, I don't think he leaves. If he leaves Georgia, he brings Sam Pittman, and I don't think we get rid of Will Friend. I yeah. know. I'm sorry. I know we don't get rid of Will Friend. Yeah. So. Um, and then, you know, I don't think Sark is definitely out of the picture. Um, you know, I, I don't know where he goes from there. I don't, I don't think it's. I don't think – if you're going to hire Sarkeesian, I don't think you really have to do it right now. No, I mean, that's that's very true. I feel like you do, though, just because of the timing of things. and Right. Um, but, I mean, you've 
but you, you don't have an NFL to, right? guy. You have proven that you don't need a an offensive coordinator to be able to recruit. No, that, and that's that's really all you're trying to do right now. Like you're not implementing offenses at all. I mean, so, yeah, would it be nice to meet with the players that are on campus right now and get them in the playbook you want? But obviously, I think they're going to run what's already there. Yeah. And you know, it's it's the whoever is the OC's job to come in, do what it with do with it what they can, and then play call. But I I think you know if that's the case where you know you don't necessarily care for a big time recruiter and that's the only thing holding back NFL offensive coordinators is recruiting, why not give Jim Alcuder a call? And I'm sure I'm sure that someone it I would the only I think the only thing that would really frustrate me about how much how long Jeremy Pruitt's taken is if he doesn't call everyone yeah. that he can like same with she or um. Well, the Shiani hire, but uh, AD, my God, drawing a blank. Fulmer. Nope. Curry. Curry. Is that it seems that he called no one before Shiano. Yeah. And it's like you took – so why even take all that time? Oh, yeah. And if you're going to – and obviously we hate the Shiano hire, but at least I can be like – I mean, I guess you did your due diligence if you call people. So that's my thing with Jerry. I mean, Jerry Pruitt, I hope, has called guys that are interested. I'm sure Jim Bob Cooter would at least hear the – from his alma mater, he would at least hear him out, especially from Philip Former. Yeah, exactly. And I'm I'm sure uh, Sarkeesian, who's been fired, would hear you out. I'm sure um, Yurkic, who was looking to go somewhere, would hear you out. Jim Cheney, who hasn't signed a new contract at Georgia, would hear you out. Like those guys are going to hear you out. I hope you call and talk to them. Well, it seems like the only guy that we've offered and they've turned us down is Yurkic, and there's still no proof to that either. Right, there, there's no proof, but I, I think if that is the case. Um, I think he wants to be a head coach and going to Ohio State and, you know, basically running the same offense over Meyer did is going to be an easier way to be a head coach than come to Tennessee and try to resurrect this program. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is definitely not a, a job for the, you know, lighthearted. And, but, and you're the fault. I mean, you're the, and I think surely most guys know um, that you're kind of the, most guys that are OCs know that you're kind of the fall guy. Like, look at, um, I cannot. I don't know why I can't remember names tonight. Dude that went to Indiana. Um, he gets. You know, he leaves the program. The week. You know, the year before Butch Jones gets axed. Yeah. Um. You've got. You know, I'm trying to think of some struggling teams right now that have let go of OCs the year before the head coach is axed. Like they, they the head coach is going to be. You know, he's a decision maker. I'll get into that. My stupidity is an epidemic. And if he didn't seem to make what the uh, administration sees as good decisions, then they get axed next year. It's, it's that simple. Yeah. Um, so that's why the OC is kind of the, the fall guy. Or if your defense was terrible, the, the DC. So it just depends. And in our situation, it'll probably be the OC, though, because Jeremy Pruitt's kind of running the defensive show. So you'll probably be the fall guy. Um, welcome to Tennessee. Where do you sign? Sorry. I, I, don't, it is. I, I don't know who we get. Um, I, I do hope we call Cheney. And see what the deal is, because I think a lot of people in Georgia have made it evident he doesn't like. I don't. I don't know if it's you know good sources, but a lot of people have said he he is not happy right now in Athens. Um, DeBoard, Mike DeBoard. That, that doesn't mean he'll be coming. Mike DeBoard, yeah. That doesn't mean he'll be coming coming back to Tennessee, but I think it's definitely worth worth calling and, and seeing what what's up. And um, and I mean, I just I think there's a lot of things that. Um, you know we're gonna gonna go into this offensive coordinator hire, and I, I think the biggest thing is is play calling. I I think our offense with how we recruited, 
will be fine next year the way they want to run it. We've recruited big physical guys. Yeah. Will we go win 10 SEC games or 10 games? Yeah. Don't put me there. Will our offense be more effective than it was last year? I do think so. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean, honestly, I I hate to say it can't get anywhere. It probably could get worse. It probably could. But, I don't know. That offensive line it, it was, was terrible. It was terrible. It was hard to watch. I mean, you couldn't – there were top. my biggest thing about the, the quarterback thing is, like, people were like, you know, um, what's his name? Garantano couldn't, you know, he couldn't find an open receiver. Garantano couldn't pick up blitzes. A lot of that's the offensive line, too, that needs to do that. And then also, there were times that Garantano's throwing dump-off routes and getting hit as he threw on dump. Like, one-step drop, hit it, and he's getting hit. Oh, yeah. That's well, ridiculous. I mean, you, you saw the first play of the game uh, yeah. against West Virginia. Right. He All he did was stand up and try to throw it, and he got rocked as soon as he stood right. up. Speaking of offensive line picking up blitzes, um, I started counting later in the game, and I'm sure if you interview the best or ask this to the best centers in the league um, or to play college football if you want, but definitely the league, the center, it's their job to know who's coming and then make sure the offensive line is in the right protection. They're the – they're the big guy. Um, after I noticed that LSU's center was calling out blitzes and ensuring that they were in the right protection, I started counting six times that he did it. I guarantee you zero would be the answer for – was it Ryan Johnson, the center? Yeah. Guarantee you'd be zero. And if he was, he was calling out the wrong protection pa- uh, protection pa- packages. Yeah. So – yeah, that I mean, I just think a lot of people take into obviously that's a big responsibility on the quarterback, um, and he's got to be able to know some of that. But also, that's definitely on the offensive line too, um, who was absolutely terrible this year. And, and you got to put a little bit of blame on offensive line coach too. Yeah, I, I, and what's crazy to me is, you know, I didn't get to watch Kentucky game. I went back and watched some of it, and I feel like the off, that offensive line played good that game. The offensive line against Auburn played good enough to win. And it's just yeah. it was so weird how they'd show up for one game and mm-hmm. then they would be non-existent in Missouri, non-existent in uh, Vandy. Yeah. And, Not- and the Kentucky game was really strange to me because they had a good defensive line. They had a good front seven. Yeah. And they, I mean, we beat them all game. It's, it's very strange. I don't know what it was. I mean, I agree. You got to look at the offensive line coach. And I think the biggest thing for me when I look at the offensive line coach is, did they improve or any position coach? Did they improve throughout the year? Like, were they getting better? And I think sometimes you could say yes, and sometimes you'd be like, absolutely not. That's what's weird. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, hopefully there's just some of those guys just aren't, you know, aren't ready to play at that level. Um, it's, it's kind of my hope there. Uh, and we can move forward and get guys who are ready to play and want to play, you know, have the, have the nasty to play at this level. And I, I think we definitely have those guys coming in. Yeah. So. If you look at the, if you look at their body of work, um, speaking of the guys coming in, I think we've got some recruiting updates. I don't know if you've talked, if you got planned to talk about the guys who played tonight. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the guys that played tonight were uh, Jalen McCullough and Wanya Morris um, in the Under Armour All American game, and then uh, Saturday you have a couple guys, Kavaris um, Crouch, Eric Gray, and Ramel Keaton will be in the. It's the Army – it's the All-American It's just ball, the All-American game. But now. it's the U.S. Army game is basically what it is. But they no longer have that, right? They no, no longer have the sponsorship. No, they don't have that. That's what I thought. Um, but they're still sponsored by Adidas, so that's how I differentiate the two, I guess. Um, 
but yeah, those guys have you know been recruiting. I've been listening to some of the uh, interviews that they've been doing with uh, different recruits um, or signees, and then some guys were kind of going after, and some guys I'm really excited about. I'm really excited about Eric Gray and Kavaris Crouch yeah. and Jalen McCullough. You know, I'm excited about everybody else too, but like those guys in their interviews, like sounded very intelligent, very high football IQ. And I'll be honest, Kavaris Crouch su- surprised me. Getting him, or sorry, or just like just listening to him talk. Oh yeah, um, he just he's, like he's he's very intelligent. He knows the game of football. And he, he was he was honest in his interview and said that, you know, I, I've been I played linebacker and I thought it'd be difficult coming here and playing a little bit, but he's like it's easy. <laughs> he's like, I, I thought it, there'd be a lot better competition, but it's it's easy here. So yeah. I think it's going to be easy when I am at Tennessee. And he was like, I can play outside linebacker and play in, inside linebacker. So if he's able to play inside linebacker. I definitely think he'll play immediately. And yeah. I think outside linebacker as well, but I think he has a chance to come in and be a day one starter at inside linebacker. I think Darren Kirkland Jr. didn't show me anything last year. Right. And I, I feel like, you know, if he's able to come in and produce like he says he is, then watch out. Yeah. And there's a lot of guys on this roster that have the ability to come in and start day one. Um, and it's funny because throughout the season, we we're like, that has to be what he's telling recruits. He keeps getting them. He's holding on to him. Has to be what he's saying. And I think after the Vandy game, he said that. He said, if you want to start, you come, you want to start tomorrow, come to the University of Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> so that that was a, you know, I think, you know, Crouch is definitely one of the guys that you look, you just look at him, passes the uh, <clears throat> eye test. and Got um, big hands, looks good in yeah, shorts. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And you look at him and you're like, that dude's going to play college football. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's a grown man. He's yeah, a, and then you get Eric Gray, somebody who loves the University of Tennessee, has grew up, grew up in um, Memphis, you know, was a big Tennessee fan growing up. So it's good to to see him. I don't know if you saw some of his highlights in practice, but him hitting the spin move, I definitely yeah. think he's a guy you yeah. have to utilize in your offense. And that and, that's a good thing about what this offensive did that this offensive coach staff did this year that a lot of people would overlook. Um, because of how poorly we just did throughout the year. But they used all the backs, I felt like, um, equally, which is what you wanted with Kamara. And then they used them in situations that I thought were good for them. Yeah. So that that was a positive. Um, so if Kamara was here, he would have been used. Right. Yeah. You're welcome, Fall fans. Right. Now our offensive line might have a block for him, but they would have put him in situations that he could have done something. <laughs> yeah. You would have got some touches, that's yeah. for sure. So don't forget that. Um, so some guys that we're kind of going after, um, you know, I think the Miami, you know, they they turned around quickly and got him a, an OC in Major Abwai and a head coach in um, Diaz. Yeah. Yeah, Manny Diaz. Yeah. yeah. Um, so some kind of guys that, you know, we're kind of going after, Chris Bogle or Chris Bogle, um, Jaden Hazelwood, which Hazelwood had, had a weird comment. Um, about Tennessee didn't have any dogs at receiver. I saw that. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I'd say that. Um, he's mm. probably in for a rude awakening if he does pick Tennessee. He might be the next guy to get knocked out uh, across the power team. Yeah. But I. And you know, if we get Jaden Hazelwood, great. But I, I was watching him in one on ones at the at practice in the All American game. Yeah. Or All American practice, whatever. Um, and. 
He looked slow coming off the ball. He didn't get any separation. <laughs> so is he a real dog? I think you have to ask. Yeah, and so I mean that's that'd be a fellow of the week for me. He just didn't show it. Right. I mean, uh, would you would you take him on your team though? Yeah, okay, and okay. I, yeah, <laughs> I would definitely take him. Um, and see what he—he's obviously a, a good athlete, or he wouldn't be one of the top-rated players in the country. Um, but for him to say we don't have any dogs, and for him to then not perform not, like that and not perform, perform like a cat, a kitty, yeah. kitty cat, not yeah. a dog. What, what was what was Aaron Hayden's quote? Dogs um, don't raise cats, or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, dogs don't raise cats. Yeah, dogs don't raise cats. Yeah. So, um, and some other guys were kind of going after uh, Darnell Wright. Um, he's supposed to pick. I thought he was supposed to pick at the All American game, but it looks like he is going to pick um, on signing day. You, you mentioned that I saw where Couch is doing some kind of selection. I don't know, but he's already signed his Crouch. Yeah, not Couch. Sorry. Yeah, Greg's yeah. Crouch is going to do some kind of thing still, which is weird. Okay. So, well, hopefully he still picks up. Well, I think he signed. I mean, I think he signed his paperwork. So okay. If he or did, did he just sign the financial? Maybe just the financial aid agreement, which we don't still don't understand what the difference is exactly. Right. Anyway, yeah. um, and then five-star wide receiver George Pickens, um, four-star uh, defensive lineman Charles Moore. Um, you know, it looks like Charles Moore is kind of off the table, but I think Tennessee really wants to add another defensive lineman, so yeah, we'll kind of see where that goes. Um, but those are kind of the guys right now, and then Henry Tioto, um, Christopher Russell. Are our guys kind of on our list right now? Hopefully, you know, after these All American games, people kind of the top guys really decide where they're going. They don't kind of you know trickle down, and we'll get exactly who we're going to see um, come signing day. So did Wayne Morris play in this All American game? Yep. Isn't he supposed to be injured? No, I thought he was coming in with an injury, like a hip injury. No, Keaton is. Keaton's was injured. I thought there was a big article about David Ubin. That talked about his hip injury. I don't know. But he, this isn't good. He promised that he was bringing a natty to Knoxville. Uh-oh. That's what he said. That could be a cold take. It could in be four years. <laughs> could be a cold take. Now, I don't know if I like that. I mean, it's hot right now, so I'll take it. And then get Jared Garantano said, talk that talk, speak it into, into existence, family. So I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to go cold take alert. Cold what take alert. People, people were... Thinking that Garantano might transfer mm. because he was supposed to graduate early, and they thought maybe he would leave. I don't see that happen. No, I think he loves the university. Yeah, doesn't seem like a guy that would just quit like that. Right, not really quit, but move on. Right, because like honestly, he's going to be the starter probably until he leaves. Right, unless somebody just comes in like Brian Mauer or JD Shroud, just like takes it over somehow. The only person I could see maybe potentially doing is Brian Mauer and not year one, probably. No. So it's Garantano's just gonna be a junior, right? Retro junior? Yes. So I thought. Yeah, so we just make sure I'm correct. Two more years. Yeah. Um yeah, for sure. Uh looking forward, what we got next is college wall playoff. So I heard today that there were two hundred tickets available for less than I think it was a hundred dollars. Wait, what? For the championship game. Are you serious? Because, like, think about this. They, they These teams have played three out of four, four out of five, whatever it is. 
and like half of that's been in the in the championship game, and then it's all the way on the West Coast in San Francisco. So I mean, this fan base has been traveling the last five years to play the playoff games or four years last that's playoff. Crazy. So I mean, people have got to be running out of money, you know? <laughs> yeah. So I guess that was one thing that the college football playoff probably didn't take into you know into account. Were, were Alabama fans going to travel for that playoff game, knowing they were going to the championship, or just save up money to go to the championship? Yeah. So. Now, so the college football, we're talking about that. Do you think the committee still got it right after the teams that were left out actually played? Hold on a second. Let me look. Let me let me think about this some. You didn't prepare for this statement. I'm sorry. Um, you're good. I, here, here's my take, and you, you can still kind of think. I think Georgia was – you know, they had their chance. They had their chance, though. That's my problem with them. Yeah, so, I mean, I think they're the top four team. And I don't think they played well against Texas. I thought, you know, they yeah. felt let down and Texas was hopped up. But here's the thing. All the shit they talked on Twitter, you had to win that game. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, that, that if they didn't say anything on Twitter, I don't think good. it would have been a big deal at all. No. See, here's the thing. is I, don't, I was about to say, if the committee didn't get it right, I think the only team you could say that should have been there because of resume was Ohio State. Yeah. I think that's it because they have their conference title. Only lost a game. That's the only team. And, and Notre Dame, I think going moving forward after that show and then after the show in 2012, I believe, the Manti Teo, they should be required. I mean, they need to join a conference if they want to play for a conference championship. Yeah, I agree. They should have to play a conference championship game because that was sad. And they didn't even play the best team. No, and it was sad. Um, so I think the only I think the only way you could say the committee got it wrong is if you say Ohio State for Notre Dame. So Oklahoma three, Ohio State four, Georgia five. Yeah, and I I don't think anybody would have been obviously Notre Dame fans would have been upset, but nobody really would have been. No, I, I think the committee did. I think we look at it though and say the committee did okay. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's terrible. I think the only argument you have is Ohio State and Notre Dame flopping, flip flopping. Georgia, yeah. my problem with Georgia. If they, now, if Alabama was their one loss, they had one loss to Alabama. That's very different. But they were one loss going into the SEC championship game. You knew that you could. the only way you were getting in is if you won. It was a playoff game for you, and you didn't do that. Mm-hmm. And you, everyone in the country knew if you won, you got in. It wasn't maybe you get in. It was win, get in. That's it, period. Yeah. And they didn't do it. But uh, And you had a chance to. When you look across, you look at Ohio State. You look at who they played, and you look at the those teams that they played. Oh, their theirs isn't much better. The but big the Big Ten is awful. Big Ten, Big Ten, and Pac twelve are both. Michigan terrible. State scored six points, lost seven to six to Oregon. Um, who who else? Michigan got blown out by Florida. There's somebody else. Oh, Purdue got blown out by Auburn. So I mean, all all those Big Ten teams that you know you beat over the course of, or you didn't beat. Purdue, but over the course of the season that you beat had horrible showings and didn't really help your case out any. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with how they won their conference championship, but they were conference champions. I'm going to say that. But the Pac-12 and the Big Ten suck. At least the Big 12, you if you offense is trash, you're tr- you know, you're not going to be good. At least you have that. The Big 10 and the Pac-12 like who knows? It, it's not the SEC who plays better, it's just who the hell knows what's going to happen on Saturday. Yeah. Like no one knows. That's I, I yeah, it it's ridiculous. And um, I and I wanna say that, you know, 
I want to live and die by the power five being, you know, should always have four teams. Um, but you look at, you know, the Big Ten is terrible. The Pac-12 is terrible. The ACC had one good team. And other than that, they're terrible. Yeah. And I would – I hate to say that the Big 12 is the second best conference in college football. I but feel like they are. Yeah. To, as you have a, to say it. Top to bottom, I feel like they are. Yeah, you have to say that. And maybe even – I mean – but a year ago, Oklahoma. we joked about first to 100 yeah. and that they were horrible. But, I mean, you still know how bad their defenses are. Like, yeah. I think Oklahoma and Clemson would actually be a pretty good game. I, I would definitely – I would have preferred to see Notre Dame get whooped by Alabama and then Oklahoma and Clemson played. Yeah. Oklahoma would have been closer than Alabama. Yeah. Or, Oklahoma would have been – Oklahoma and Clemson would have been closer than Oklahoma and Alabama. Yeah. Because, not that Clemson defense isn't – I think their defense is good, but it's not as good as – I think it's – Good enough. I don't think it's as good as Alabama's. They wouldn't have been able to. No, they wouldn't have been able to contain Kyle. You would have definitely got a lot more bets on who would win. Yeah, you would. You would have got like different bets. That would have been a. I think that would have been a better game. I think that's what you should have done. Yeah. And but I, you know, and I don't think it's some conspiracy, but it, you're probably looking at it and going, Clemson and Alabama are a better national championship, not Oklahoma and Alabama. And when you play Clemson and Oklahoma, you risk Oklahoma getting in. Right. So. So let, let let's predict the the title. I've got Alabama by. Let, let's do scores. Let's do scores. I've got Al, like complete score or just complete score spread. Complete score. complete score. I'm going to go Alabama 31, Clemson 26. I will go Alabama 38, Clemson. 28. Okay. So you got Alabama covering. Yeah. Yeah, I will never pick against them not covering. Um, But I think – I don't think it's that close. I think Clemson scores at the very end and they get a 10-point game. Oh, wow. Okay. I've got Clemson scoring at the end and not making their two-point conversion to make it a three-point game. Uh, That's what I've got happening. So um, – Bowl season is officially over. And I will say this: I was, imp- I know a lot of people were like making fun of UCF because it was just easy to, but I was impressed with UCF. I was not. Their starting quarterback was out. I, I thought they played pretty well. For what? I, I they don't had think. To do. I think the score is a lot better than what they actually did. I mean, that's true if you look at the stats, but I, I, I thought watching the game that they were closer than eight points. <laughs> Because their quarterback only threw for 97 yards. He was 11 for 30. His QBR was 9.8. They they did rush for 130 yards. Um, but the time of possession was nuts. And LSU had nine starters out on defense. Yeah, nine starters out on defense. I thought that – I mean, I thought that UCF quarterback was not good. But they were also missing their starter, who was pretty good. Right. Yeah, but I, I just don't. I don't think that they solidified a oh, case I'm, to. I'm not going to say they should have been in the college football playoff, but I thought they played fine. Mm. I thought they played like, I thought they played like the better of the um, other five conferences, like how Boise State would play when they were there. I thought UCF did that. I was looking at something earlier of like a bit. Yeah, okay, the time of possession. LSU, 44 minutes, 31 seconds. UCF, 15 minutes, 29 seconds. But, I mean, what do you say if UCF wins that game? 
and they, they scored fast. The stats stay the same. I mean, I I watched the game and I thought they played. I thought they played. Well, they well. scored on a hail mary and a pick six though. Like they didn't like just drive the ball on LSU. No, but I mean, also, you kind of didn't think they would. I thought they would. I thought they would get blown out. And LSU, who's not a great offensive team, put up 555 total yards. I didn't think UCF would hardly score because of. I didn't think their offense would be able to. Be I didn't, I didn't to think produce. they'd score thirty-two points, but the way they scored, they scored. I think they scored on a two-point conversion too, didn't they? Because mm, they had thirty. I can't remember. Yes. Okay. So that's like. So they scored on a hail mary, a pick six. That was just like I don't even know why you threw that. It was stupid. I I thought UCF. I think the most impressive thing to me was their front seven, and I thought it showed that they weren't a Power Five team because it showed how deep they were. They were not because of what LSU was able to do in the second half, yeah. offensively. I mean, if, if, if they proved they proved they weren't a Power Five team by showing how much depth they lacked. I don't know why LSU tried to throw the ball thirty four times. They could have just ran it down their throat. Yeah, I mean, they, it didn't work in the first half because again, UCF was their front seven was playing good, and then Brissett started to wear them down in the second yeah. half and. I don't know how many he had in the first half versus the second half. You definitely half, sure, saw the difference in the second half. I'm, I'm sure it changed. Um, yeah, I mean, they wore him down. And then UCF, they had that idiot who punched a LSU player. <laughs> they had just had some – which someone was like, who punches someone in the face mask? Who punches someone in the helmet? Who punches somebody, period? Oh, that's fun. <laughs> but, I mean, why break your hand when it wouldn't – like, the helmet is designed to not hurt when you get – Well, I'm, I'm talking about on football. Like, why oh, would yeah. you do that? No, it's very stupid. I agree. But I'm just like someone said, who punches someone in the face mask? Who punches anyone who has a, a a device on designed to keep them from getting injured in the head? I'm gonna punch you in that because that's gonna hurt. Yeah. The only time it hurts a little bit is when you don dog your face mask or yeah. your uh, chin strap. You know the craziest thing I've ever seen? I saw a fight in college, um, and two I'm guys had their football. helmet off. Okay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was at football practice, and a dude swung up high. And when he did, the other guy came under his chin strap and just, oh, my God. That's smart. That's just smart. He's been thinking about that. That wasn't blew him back. That was not something that he, like, did off the top of his head. That was like, if I ever get in a fight, I'm going to, the moment I have a clear shot under his face mask, he's getting it. Yeah. it was. I think it was a running back and a safety. And the safety just, like, as soon as that running back threw that stupid haymaker up high that wasn't going to do anything. <laughs> And just cleared that chin, and that chin was busted. Um, I don't. I didn't see this live, obviously, but the Florida International Miami fight. Great. There's there's a dude who, in the middle of the fight, he he's got. I think he's got a guy on the ground. Rips his helmet off, has his helmet on. Smartest thing ever, and is slinging that dude's helmet at people. I've seen people take their helmet off and try to use that as a weapon, but I'm like, keep your helmet on. Yeah, don't. use somebody else's helmet. <laughs> Do what the fi you got did. And use somebody else's helmet exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was that was one of the more genius things I've ever seen. Um, yeah, I don't understand fighting in football. There's no there's no fighting in football. I just don't get it because like you just get ejected. Like, what's the point? Yeah. So Urban Meyer's done forever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Where do you think he ends up next? Um, dude, wouldn't it be great to see him at Miami? I know it'd be horrible, but like the. Freaking NCAA violations, yeah. the freaking, like, all of it would be back. 
Oh yeah, it would be the schemes. It would be the original U, like players yeah. getting arrested all the time. Yeah, like it would be the U. Right. Holy shit! Is this the kicker? I'm watching the fight because I'm gonna try to find it. The dude pulled the helmet off. I think the kicker is the one who like really got the shit. Behind Did you him. see Joe Burrow get rocked? <laughs> no. Oh yeah, dude. This is hilarious. I don't know who this is, but I mean, this dude just gets. I don't know what. It's a white guy. That's why I'm asking if it's the kicker. I love when we do this on the podcast. Look, look at him. He is getting the absolute shit beat out of him. <laughs> he gets kicked. God, who's Okay, this dude, there's one dude who doesn't, he he throws his helmet. Where's he at? He's coming in here somewhere. And then the Miami flag in the background from the touchdown celebration is great. <laughs> and then his coaches at this point, you just got to let this bad boy go. Like, you're not going to break it up. No. <laughs> you're about to get hit. Yeah, just let it go. Just everyone, you know, first, you know uh, fight to the death. I love some of the Miami players. They're like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> God. Yeah, like after it's broken up, still like there's like side fights. Yeah, that's a, that's the thing about like when you get in like a football fight, it never really ends. No, it, it never. And then you got to go back out there and play. The yeah, next <laughs> you got to play a hard hitting sport. <laughs> yeah. So Miami's like celebrating the win of win of the fight. Yeah, it's not like baseball when they like have a bench clearing brawl and it's over after that because they don't really have to see each other again. Yeah, and have any contact. It's very different. It's very different. Um. Yeah, that, that's just stupid. Don't hit people with helmets on. Be smarter. That's my stupidity. I'm just kidding. Um, NFL playoffs, though. Or do you like? Do you have anything else about bowl season? No, I don't. It's really... Oh, and Mark Rick retired. Good Christian guy, Mark Rick. We talked about that. Oh, was that last week? Oh, we talked about that on Sunday. Okay. Or, yeah, Sunday. Whenever we had it. All right. Okay. Um, Did you see the stats of Kirby Smart and Mark Rick uh, in year three? Yeah, wasn't Mark Rick's better? It was, it was like the exact same. Okay. I'm telling you, I, I I think we'll probably see Georgia start slowly not doing as good. Yeah. I don't have faith in Kirby. I don't think Kirby's going to be a bad coach, but I don't think he's going to be much, much better than Mark Rick. No. I mean, he's no, not. I, 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 I mean, I think I said this on Sunday. I don't see him being Nick Saban. It, it it definitely makes me hopeful to see that, but the amount of recruits he's getting, oh yeah, is just insane, for sure. Um, NFL playoffs, NFL playoffs, wild card week. It is. There's some so, good. Uh, there's some good games. Yeah. So you got the Colts and Texans. You got the Seahawks versus the Cowboys, Chargers versus the Ravens, and Eagles versus the Bears. Dub Bears. Dub Bears. Chiefs, Patriots, Saints, and Rams, all with a first-round bye. They've all pretty much just stayed right there. Patriots have moved out of fourth place. But for the most part, those teams have stayed one through three, one through four for the, the entire season. Yeah. Which I like. I feel like that's the first time in a while that I can remember that the top four or five teams have stayed pretty much the same. Yeah, it usually so, changes. Yeah. Um, with Patriots slowly going into first place. <laughs> Yeah, and they keep getting better and better yeah. each week. We're gonna do our top three um, best chance, I guess, to win. Who you know, who we like to win the Super Bowl. Top three. Um, I've only, I've only got one wild card. It's only one this week that could potentially get eliminated, and it scares the hell out of me to pick them. Um, but I'm going to just to make it interesting. You have one that's in the wild card? One that's in the wild card, just to make it interesting, really. Okay, I got I, one as well. Okay. I, here's the thing. I also think – I don't think the Rams 
I think they'll lose their first game in the playoffs. I don't know. They just have not impressed me as of late. They've slowly, I felt like, slowed down. Was Gurley back this week? Yeah, I think so. I think he played, but I don't know how much. No, he did not play this week. He didn't? Okay. Last week he did not he play. He didn't play? No. I thought he did just John not. John Kelly got, got the – and C.J. Anderson. Um, but I've got the Chiefs and the Saints are my top two to, to win it. Um, I think one of the, I, I think one of those teams have the best chance. Um, I think they have a really good chance to obviously meet in the Super Bowl. Yeah, but a, after that, um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Bears, and they play the Eagles, who are hot right now, and have Nikki Nikki Foles playing. So, ooh, but when in doubt, give it to Nick Foles. I just I like the Bears. I like I like their defense, and if their offense can put together four games, you never know. Yeah, and that's that's one on my list too. That if they're able to get after the quarterback that they play, they have a chance in every game. Yeah, absolutely, and they they more than likely will get after the quarterback. Right, that defense is good, and they just got ten times better with Khalil Mack. Yep. Who are your three? So I'll go. Hmm. I, I like the Bears, um, but since you picked them, I'll pick somebody else. Um, but the Bears have become one of my favorite teams to watch. Yeah. Um, I, I like Trubisky. He's probably going to be my next, next jersey um, besides Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> but I'll go Texans. Um, I just like – I like Deshaun Watson. I like what he, what he he how he plays. Um, the game has changed a lot in the last few years. Yeah. Uh, especially at the quarterback position. I feel like they're not as worried about protecting their quarterback. They just want to win now. Right. Um, you know, I feel like the game has changed where you want a more athletic quarterback that can run the ball. Um, mm-hmm. You're not as worried about him just staying in the pocket and throwing it out of bounds. You know, if he wants, if he's able to pick up yardage, you want him to do that. Um, so I'm going to go Texans. And um, I'll go Rams and – Chiefs, Rams and Chiefs. Okay. Yeah, I, I like the Rams defense. Aaron Donald, that dude is a freak. Um, and then when Todd Gurley comes back, John Kelly, of course, because he's <laughs> awesome. Um. Yeah, I think the Saints have a good chance. I just, I think they're a better team when Mark Ingram is not there. And I hate to say that, but I, I just <laughs> they are. I agree. I mean, I feel like that's somewhat clear too. Yeah. So, um, I just think they they have a slip up, right. similar to last year. You know, they were probably a game, uh, one play away from probably going potentially to the Super Bowl, right? And lost that hail mary to the Vikings or that busted coverage play. Yeah. So, and before you get into balls in the NFL here in a second, um, two things to note that have happened since we've started the show. Admiral Schofield and Grant Williams were both named to the shortlist for Player of the Year candidates. Yep. And then also Paul Feinbaum's staff released their top post-bowl top ten. They agree with us. Switch Ohio State and Notre Dame. And they even have Georgia. We didn't do this. They put Georgia back at eight. So it's Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, LSU, Texas, Georgia, Florida, and Kentucky. That is five five SEC teams of the top ten they have. So hmm. I don't know if I put Kentucky at ten. Just we actually have a, another news. Um, Jordan Allen was on the transfer portal and has withdrawn his name from that. Oh, um, so that's a good sign. I'm not really sure what happened with that, but 
He put his name out there, got taken off. It sounds like the transfer portal, though. You can kind of go in there, hear teams' pitches, and then be done with it if you don't want to go. Yeah. So, I don't really know how all that works. I don't know the rules yeah, It's not a big it, thing but... to look into, but it is like, I mean, he was definitely looking or, you know, getting an idea of what where he could go. Right. Um, but, again, Pruitt's able to keep those guys on canvas, so. Uh, but balls in the NFL, you got Rashawn Golden had three tackles. Malik Jackson had four tackles, one and a half sacks. John Kelly had 15 carries, 30 yards, one catch for 18 yards. Jason Kroom had two catches, 32 yards. Luke Stalker had one catch for 22 yards and a touchdown. Dustin Colquitt had one punt for 28 yards. It was down inside the 20, so it was not an actual, like, he was trying to do it. It wasn't an actual, like, bad 28-yard punt. Right. Um, and then Britton Colquitt had four punts, 45-yard average. Trevor Daniel had seven punts, 42.1-yard average. Matt Dar had three punts, 37-yard average. Michael Pilardi, listen to this, three punts, 54.7-yard average. Ooh. Heck of a job, Pilardi. I like it. He was not good in, until his senior year either. I want to note that. He was a pretty good punter, but field goal kicker, yeah. No, he was pretty bad. So. But he got um, better at punting, too. Yeah. Senior year, so and handled all three duties his senior year, which is impressive. Um, Balls in the field, it's all I got. There you go. Um, lo- I love seeing balls. I love being able to. Hopefully, we have plenty of Super Bowl winners or a few Super Bowl winners this year. That'd be that'd be nice. Yeah. Um, looking at today's segments, we've got uh, jumbotron, and our jumbotron is obviously the new year. Um, if you didn't make at least one New Year's resolution, what's wrong with you? You have to have at least one New Year's resolution that you're going to break. That's the rule. Yeah, that, that's the rule. So we're going to go over our three New Year's resolutions. I don't know if you actually made three. I kind of had to make three. I only really had one. So Yeah. Kind of had to make three. You want to go first? I'll go first. Uh, my first one is to um, not look at my phone while I'm driving. Ooh. Look at my phone less while I'm driving. Okay. Whether it be changing the song, texting, looking at Twitter, <laughs> whatever it may be, look at my phone less while driving. Hmm, I like it. That one was forced upon me, but I had to do it. So one of mine, I want to read more. Okay, I want to. I definitely want to finish. Um, Decade of dysfunction. Have not finished it on like page two hundred. Um, got a little sidetracked. Have not finished that. Need to finish it. And then I'd like to just like not really read like just random books, but I want to read like sports, like something I'm interested in. There you go. My second one is to drink less sodas. Ideally, just sodas like with my like one with a meal or something. Ideally, yeah. okay. Um, hmm. I want to take my wife out on dates more. There you go. Something I need to do. Can she hear us or something? You sucking up? No, I just like. <laughs> I don't. Know, we we've kind of talked like we we get busy doing you know other stuff and. It just like we need to make time to do that. There you go. I've got a. Uh, my last one is to spend less on material things and do trips, which I was talked about earlier. Going to an SEC championship game would be an experience. Spend less on material things and more on experiences. So that's something that we we've me and Raven since we've been dating have have really done a good job of of going on trips, and she's become a big sports fan, um, or she says she is. Because maybe she just wants to go somewhere. Maybe. I I mean, I feel like I do go on trips often. But yeah, maybe I could go on more if I didn't spend as much on 
shoes or clothes, which I just bought two pairs of shoes. So Did that was you? my last buy. That's <laughs> it. It was, it was a nice, nice little... <laughs> last I did that before Christmas or before New Year's in fairness so mm. that was before New Year's um, also again I made this one up tonight on the spot like uh, or not on the spot but tonight earlier so but it's real I want to do that <laughs> um I want to do more active things like I work out at work but I want to do like like we play basketball sometimes I want to continue to do that um I want to you know join a softball league Maybe start riding my bike. There you go. Because um, I actually live in an area where I can ride that without being on the main road. That's um, true. So start doing more active things. I, we start soccer in two weeks. I jokingly, I saw some of my players tonight, and I was like, uh, I was like, um, so we will be uh, running soon. I was like, I'll be running with you guys because I'm fat and old, and I'm too young to be fat and old. <laughs> so I got to start running. Um. Did you see where Luke Lynn got uh, offered? I did, and I, I texted him. He sent a really nice reply back to me. I need to text him back, actually. I'm glad you reminded me. So I used to work with him. I don't know if you know that. Nice. When he was younger. So. Did, um, no big deal. Does he work with James Wilhoyt? Yes, he went to his camp. He actually won the field goal competition this past summer. Okay. Um, so you talked about that. It just reminded me of something. But congrats to him. I want to mention that. But um, a guy kicked a 59-yard field goal today in the Under Armour All-American game. It's pretty impressive. I was just indoors. Like, yeah. With like, and that's a lot of pressure to like, you're in the All-American game, yeah. you know, all these people are watching. At least there was no one probably rushing, right? I assume they don't run special teams like full speed. There's a there's a couple of guys that do. Do they? Okay. Like, I mean, it's it's very light, but like. But it's like, it's like the Jamboree pretty much. Yeah. I don't know if you remember special teams in Jamboree. So they, like they every, actually run kicks back. Okay. Um, but it's. Well, they, so they, in the Jamboree when we played, they. We just started. One, one year we punted, but most of the time we didn't punt. Yeah. One year we did, though. I think it was our junior year we punted. Yeah, because they would just, like, mark it off, like, yeah. 40 yards. But one year we actually did, so you're right. That's weird. Yeah, so, it, I mean, they actually ran, like, the kick back, but they didn't really rush the punter. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Um. So, but I was like, God bless, that was a bomb. Right. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, depends an epidemic. Got one. Only got one. That's it. I've only got one. Today my phone was like broken all day today. It was super weird. I had my phone for half the day, so that was fun. Um, so the Bengals are apparently interviewed Hugh Jackson for their vacant head coaching job. They the reason they did is because Marvin Lewis endorsed him. You fired a head coach whose primary job is to be a decision maker, and then you tried to let him help you make a decision based on the new head coach? That makes absolutely no sense. Yeah, that's terrible. Also, you shouldn't be so stupid to interview Hugh Jackson. You just watched how bad he did in Cleveland. And then he left, and Cleveland got exponentially better. It's yeah. not a coincidence, my friend. You all are just stupid. Congratulations, Cincinnati Bengals. You all are stupid. All of you. Yep. Definitely. Um, I have one, or I have a couple. Bakari Sellers, at Bakari underscore Sellers, says the only thing worse than ball Twitter is its offensive coordinator search. Um, wrong it's, for one. Are the, is this the... He's a Democrat. The, I don't even know what he is. He He's a... He's a politician. He's a politician from South Carolina. Yes. I said something about how, oh, so you 
you're so bad in your elections that you have to pander for votes from college football fans who wouldn't normally vote. They're like, oh, that guy was funny. I'll vote for him. Yeah. Pretty sad. Yeah. I think I replied sad like Trump would. Just bad. Like, just, you know, find, find something else to talk about. <laughs> You don't. You don't want any of all Twitter. I'll, I'll right. Show you, and like, I'll show you that. Has Tennessee ever been known for being a dirty team? Like, even when Albert Hainsworth was here, I don't think that was a thing of ours. No. So. And somebody, somebody said that too. That was that guy. Oh, he said that he was, too. That, that was why all fans started going ap- back after him ah, or going after him because he said UCF is as dirty as Tennessee. Yeah, that's stupid. I'm assuming the only Tennessee game he's the only football game he's probably ever watched is this the year. one that Marcus Lattimore got hurt in, which wasn't a dirty play. He just his leg got caught under him. Yep. So, sorry, man. But I have another one. Uh, at Grit Knox, I like At Grit Knox just so clear. Um, but he, he kind of lost me on, on this tweet. He said, "I'm ready to admit something. Parks and Rec is significantly better than The Office." Yeah, that's not true. And I love Parks and Rec. Yeah, but that's not true. I started watching it a little bit, but I'm still like, nah. If you're in season one, you just got to get through season one. Yeah, season one's rough. I'm, I'm at the beginning of season two. Season one's rough. Once you get through it, you're golden. So just keep going. Yeah, but I'm like, I, I wouldn't say any show's better than The Office because I would lie to you. Depends what we're talking. Just all together comedy. But there's a lot. I have different views on different shows. That you can just sit there and watch over and over and over. Oh, there's so many. I'm like I'm on my third watch through of New Girl. Probably my eighth of Friends. I do like Friends. I've seen like every episode, and I don't even like watch it all the way through. It's good because Raven just plays it constantly. Yeah, see, I get stuck in these shows where like even The Office, like I just watch them in the background, kind of. So yeah, I mean, I'm I'm doing that with New Girl right now. That's the show I've seen Parks and Rec through probably. Oh, four I got times. another one. Sports Center at yeah. Sports Center um, said one handed catch for the touchdown. Um, it was a guy catching it with two hands. <laughs> Like, obviously. That's pretty bad. And somebody tweeted, never seen a more two-handed catch in my life. (laughs) Wait, how do two-handed catches get less or more two-handed? I don't know. It it was just... It was funny. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I'm just trying to figure... I'm I'm trying to piece that... I'm trying to piece that together in my head. So... Any more? That's all I got. Guys, thank you all for listening. Um, I'm going to try to go to the game Saturday, so hopefully be a little drunk and be angry for no reason when we get scored on or something. And we'll be up 10 and get scored on. But what are we doing on defense? I'm going to get a fight of the game on Saturday if I go. Ooh. I'm just kidding. I'm a lover. Go for the fighter. chin. I'm a lover, not a fighter. Um, I go plan on winning, though, going out after. I'll see you guys at Cool Beans if we win. So You're like, hey, it'll only be like 7 o'clock. I'm like, yes, it's true. I'll see I you think one more check-in and I get a uh, bumper sticker. Ooh. Nice. My second one. Nice. You took my first one. Okay, first off, you didn't even... I checked you in, so you weren't even there. You were lying. Yeah, I, t- I told you to check me in, though. But that's still falsifying information. Spirit. And how do you know it was yours and not mine? Because I got a bumper sticker that night, too. Because you told me you put it on your cooler. I just wasn't sure if it was yours or mine. But you told me it was mine. Because I think it was yours. I just wasn't sure. But, I mean, you told me that. So you could have just said... Where would you have put Oh, it? you didn't get one. Where would you have put it? Huh? You knew you got you got the text. I would put it on my forehead and wear wear it around and work. Okay. <laughs> don't get to do that now. Yep, I don't. Sorry, I have to peel it off your cooler. Mm, hard pass. <laughs> all right, and that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.